You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 25. In this episode, I share with you my signature framework, the seven stages of a profitable online business. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I share with you how I came up with the seven stages of a profitable online business and why this roadmap can help you build a successful online business. Find out what stage your business is in out of the seven stages of a profitable online business and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 25. When I started out in online business, I was looking for a roadmap and actually I was looking for my business idea. I really didn't have a clue where this journey was headed and I needed a lot of handholding and I didn't really find it. I signed up for online courses and I got stuck. I didn't know how to proceed and after spending about a year going in circles, I finally decided to do some beta testing, create some courses that I thought in the future I could sell. But I wasn't there yet. I didn't have a mailing list. I didn't have any clients, uh, no one to sell to, but I had ideas for courses. So I started out, invited a few entrepreneurial friends and created courses like uh, Stay on Track, Your Best Year Yet, and eventually I created a course called The Passionathon. Now, in hindsight, all of this work has benefited me until this day, but I was still a bit dabbling in the dark. I was missing this overview of how do you create an online business from scratch? And It wasn't until I had been three years in business, was already had a successful online profitable business that I saw the roadmap. And it was so clear that it almost was as if it has always been there for me. I had used it in my own business. I had used it with my clients and seven stages of a profitable online business was born. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I want to share with you the roadmap to building a profitable and successful online business. Looking back at my own journey and the journey of my clients, I saw that this stage, that when you're in it, it feels like a stage of frustration, is so needed. And I call it stage zero. In stage zero, you get ideas. You get ideas how you could help your ideal client. You get an idea who is your ideal client in the first place and what is the ideal outcome of your work together. You might set up a little group 
of people that test your process. You might test out with one-on-one clients, but you're researching and testing. You might do a survey. You might do a questionnaire. You might have focus groups. Whatever helps you figure out your idea. The key in state zero, state zero because you're not earning any money, is to figure out what you're eventually going to offer as a paid program. I do suggest you start offering the service one-on-one. You can also do it in a small group, but the key is to test. And if you're not experienced in business, you test for free. We have all been there. I've been there too. And I already had an MBA and I had 10 years experience as a CEO and still my beta programs were for free. So that's how you get started. And it's not a stage you can skip and jump right into charging for services if you haven't first tested. In this phase, you want to get testimonials. You want to make sure you have committed participants that can give you feedback and testimonial on your work. And from this feedback and testimonial, you can take things to stage one where you can start to charge. So in stage one, you take the same thing you did in stage zero. The difference is only that now you're charging for it. And that is a big change. And it's scary to start to charge for something that you have done for free for a while. So what I suggest is that you start low. Maybe not really low, but still you start at a price point that you feel comfortable with, that you can confidently put out there and you will not be all shaky or stressed when you put the number out. So the first thing I offered in my business was one hour of business coaching. And I had no idea what to charge. Well, I had a little bit of an idea what my peers from London Business School were charging in their consulting careers. And that number sounded absolutely crazy to me. I thought to myself, if I want to help solopreneurs, they can't afford that. That's something nobody will pay for. And the number I had in my head that I thought my peers were charging in those big consulting companies was around $1,000. And I thought, wow, I will never ever charge such an amount to solopreneurs. So I started with $180. Some people booked this one-hour coaching and one lady told me, she had also studied at London Business School, and she told me, well, I tested four business coaches. Uh, You were the cheapest one, but I got the most value from you. And the person who charged the most was $400. I think you should be charging $400. A client said this to me. I was a bit scared. I didn't raise my prices immediately, but after a while, I agreed with the lady. The advice I was giving was so valuable that it was also to solopreneurs worth this amount. And the client had told me to raise my prices. How often does that happen? So I was in state zero, building my business, and I was dabbling in online courses because that's what I thought this was all about. When you build an online business, you build an online course. So I launched a beta version of my Passionathon and I did it for free to get feedback and testimonials and they were through the roof. Everybody loved the course and they found their passion. They found their business idea. And then I thought, wow, this is it. Now I can just launch this again and again and start to charge for it. 
I started to charge 97, then 147, 197, I went up to 297 and people were still buying the course. But the problem was, what was next? I woke up after a few months in online business, selling a little bit of that online course where I realized that I hadn't really taken the time to work deep with one-on-one with my clients. And that's where I took a step back and went to stage one. I put out an offer and started to one on a longer term basis, not just one hour with my clients. And it wasn't actually that straightforward. I got to admit what I did. I really wanted to sell an online course because that's what I thought it was all about, to go as quickly into online courses. So I geared up for a big launch. This was going to be a launch course to help people set up sales funnels and launch funnels, the tech side of it. Not that I had the experience myself with the sales and marketing side, but the tech side. That was what I was really good at and what people were coming to me for. So I put together an idea for a course, the framework, the sales pitch and everything. I didn't create the course yet because I still don't do that. So I I highly recommend that you don't go ahead and create a course before you know if it sells. But I hadn't surveyed my audience. I hadn't worked one-on-one and I still, I went full force in creating this online course and launching it. And I fell flat on my face. One person bought and I was in shock. I was still in the middle of my launch, but I realized this was not going to work. This was not resonating with my audience. And I had 1500 people on my list. So I was pretty certain there were a lot of people who wanted to work with me, but this was not it. So I scrapped in the middle of my launch. I totally changed my strategy. I refunded this one lady, still remember her name, and I offered my audience free online business strategy sessions. I told them what I've been doing for the past month. I had grown my list with webinars that I had done this. I'd created the Passionathon. I had a lot to show for, but somehow they were asking me for something else than this course that I thought they wanted. Well, I hadn't asked them what they really wanted. And through this online business strategy session, I actually did 90 in three weeks. Yes, nine zero. I figured out what people wanted. They wanted what I was trying to sell them over the course. They just didn't want the course. They wanted to work with me one-on-one. With few calls, I was already fully booked. And after 90 calls, I had maybe not a waiting list, but I had people on my interest list that I could reach out to a few months later and then be sold out again. Wow, that was a lesson for me. And I realized this is the way to go. You need to first work one-on-one with clients to get on that level, a deep discussion level where you can really figure out what they want from you and how you can best help them. So I was fully booked for a while and I realized there comes a point where you just cannot take on more clients. I had for For a few weeks, I had about 13 clients and wow, that was a lot when you're doing marketing and sales at the site and potentially launching an online course. And I was doing weekly webinars. I had a lot on my plate. I reduced the one-on-one work down to 10 clients and I realized this is not really scalable. Yes, you can raise your prices. So my revenue was increasing, but this was not scalable. But I also realized the value of not jumping too fast 
into an online course again. So I decided to offer a group program. And I'll admit again, the first time I offered a group program, nobody wanted it. Well, I only sent one email, so I can't really say if they wanted it or not. I never followed through. But when I finally followed through and created my first group program, which was called Launch with Passion, I sold it out. 12 spots, sold it out in four days. But you know what I had done this time? I had had a questionnaire in my Facebook group and asked people if they were interested in a group program on launching. Smart girl, I had learned my lesson. I sold out this program with the idea of actually creating an online course later on. But what is always a good idea is to first run your idea of an online course as a group program. I call this stage two. You take what you've been doing one-on-one, you move it into a group version and see if you need to do things differently versus what you were doing one-on-one. When you're working one-on-one with clients, it's very individual. You may not think you have a framework or a step-by-step process, but it is there. And I highly encourage you to start to note things down that you're saying repeatedly to your one-on-one clients. This becomes your group program. And if you like, you can take that group program and change it into a course. Now, after I run Launch with Passion, which was a fantastic experience, both for me and my clients, we are still all in touch today, which is so nice. I decided not to launch it again as an online course. Instead, I had found what I really loved, and that was running groups. So immediately after Launch with Passion, I launched the next group program, and this time I just called it a mastermind because that was essentially what we had been doing in the Launch with Passion program. Now, I don't suggest you jump into mastermind programs until you've really built a business that puts mastermind programs in a later stage. So I did go a little bit ahead of myself. But I had a lot of experience going into online business, you know, 10 years as a CEO, MBA, people wanted to learn from me business strategy, technical aspects of running an online business. I actually run a website company for five years and the mindset. I was a certified Dale Carnegie coach. So yes, there is always like some people that can jump over stage, but what I essentially did, I went back in stage three. I suggest you launch a smaller online course, something around four weeks. This is not yet your signature course because it's so good to get the practice, to practice launching, to practice creating a course, to practice having a big group that you need to take care of the admin and the customer service. And this was essentially my passion I had been running the Passionathon again and again while I was working one-on-one with clients. So I had been going through stage one, two, three, almost at the same time. And at some point I felt there was time for stage four, the signature course. And I was breaking my head what that was. In the meantime, I had created a membership site with hundred webinars called the Lifestyle Business Academy. And I wasn't truly in love with it. The original idea was that, hey, I can have lots of people in my membership site. But I realized people are not so excited about watching hour-long webinars 
in a library that are not really interconnected. What people wanted, just like I wanted myself when I was starting my online business, was a map, roadmap, a framework, a step-by-step system. So I started to analyze all the content I had created in the webinars. And I knew it, there was a course in there. And for a year, I would come back again and again to my membership site and say, I know there's a course in here, but I didn't see it for a long time. I ran mastermind groups and completely shifted my business model. So I basically stopped one-on-one and had replaced my income with mastermind groups. I had doubled my revenue every year for three years in a row. And it was in January 2017 that I launched three levels of mastermind groups. They all sold out. I had a $250,000 launch. And then I realized I didn't have a scalable signature online course. But suddenly the light bulb went up. I saw what the course was that I needed to create. It was not so far off for my mastermind program, but still scalable like an online course. And what I created was Samba, Sigrun's online MBA for entrepreneurs who want to build their online business successfully and profitably. And they know it takes time. It's not something you do in four, six or eight weeks. It's actually a 12 month program. So I created this course and I decided to create it with my audience. So I launched it without anything being yet created. And as I go along and create the course with my clients, I realize, yes, this is my signature course and everything I've done before in the membership site or in my smaller courses or one-on-one or in groups, it's all coming together. And that's exactly what a signature program should be. It should be the key in your business. It's your main revenue stream. It's what you're known for, even if you do other products. So it's finally in stage four that you have reached this level of creating a signature course. Signature courses cannot be created on day one. I wish it could, but there's no magic bullet or, you know, getting there somehow faster. Some people get there in a few months and for others like myself, it took me three years working with clients, one-on-one groups and in smaller online courses in a membership site that I realized what it was that my clients and myself eventually really needed. And I put that into a signature course. As you're working with your clients, you will realize what you are repeating and what they really need. And sometimes it takes a bit time. So don't worry if you have been a few years in business and you don't have your signature course yet, it will come. Sometimes you need a little bit of pressure like I did. I sold out all my group programs and realized there wasn't anything for those who still wanted to work with me. Something that was a little bit more affordable and still had that mastermind-like character, which I knew that my audience really wanted and needed. Now we're coming to stage five. And that's the time where I typically suggest you add the mastermind programs. As I said, I went a little bit ahead of myself and created mastermind programs before I created a signature course. But ideally you create the signature course first 
because you won't, don't want to be in a panic mode like I did and not have a scalable program. A mastermind program is not just a group program. It's a mastermind program. It's where you attract people that are more advanced in business and people come to you because you are more advanced in business. I run three levels of mastermind groups. They're all 12 months long. I also have a mastermind retreat in Iceland once a year. I have a mastermind day in Zurich and also a mastermind day in San Diego. Whatever you do, I suggest at some point you add masterminds to your portfolio. It's a wonderful way to still be in touch with your ideal client on a very connected and a deep level. Even if you're not doing any one-on-one work anymore, I would always suggest that you have a level of group access where you're still learning a lot about your client and taking big steps in your business as well and not just relying on selling online courses. Now, I know if you're an introvert, you might not want that and that's okay. But if you can envision yourself having a group program, I suggest you add masterminds at stage five. Stage six and the last stage in the seven stages of a profitable online business is where you build the authority in your niche. You become this true influencer. For some people, this can take years. For others, it just takes 12 months. Uh, I highly suggest you read the book Known by Mark Schaefer. In episode five, you'll find uh, more information about Mark and his book Known. But typically, it takes about 30 months to become known. That doesn't mean you're an authority yet, but you are well on your way. And what you can do to add this authority stamp to your business and for the future, even if you decide to do another business, is to write a book. Also, speaking engagement help a lot. And then having something like a podcast, blog, YouTube, and other things that, of course, should be through and throughout your online business, but you take it to another level in stage six. So these are the seven stages of a profitable online business. In stage zero, you do research and testing. In stage one, you work one-on-one with clients. In stage two, you run a small group to test what you did one-on-one. In stage three, you launch a smaller online course to test launching and to test course building. In stage four, you build your signature online course. In stage five, you add masterminds to your portfolio. In stage six, you become an authority in your niche by writing a book or adding speaking engagements. I encourage you to dive deeper into the seven stages by going to the show notes of this episode and figuring out how you can take it to the next stage. Find out what stage your business is in out of the seven stages of a profitable online business and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 25. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.